Good morning, everyone. I wonder if any of you have discovered any new hobbies or you've learned any new skills during our time in lockdown. In our household, Adrian has discovered that gardening is not something that he detests, as he has throughout our married life, but it's something that's become surprisingly enjoyable. You see, he's built this raised bed and planted a selection of veggies which he's been checking on every day. And as these first shoots of onions, carrots and then one lonely beetroot have pushed through the earth, he's basically been celebrating his successes so far and continued to care daily for all that's growing. The first thing that Adrian did when he knew he was going to make a raised bed was to order this book from Amazon. And ever since then he's been dipping into it trying to discover how best to make his veggie grow, how best to enable them to flourish. But you see, the book alone has not been enough. Every day, Adrian has watered the plants, giving them a really good soaking to encourage their roots to grow deep and their shoots to be drawn towards the sun. I've heard the word of God described as God's instruction book for the Christian. But frankly, I think the Bible is far more than that. But there's no doubt that if we want to grow in maturity, in Christ-likeness, we can't just dip in and out of it occasionally, but we need to immerse ourselves in it, to discover who Jesus is in its pages, to get guidance from him, and how we can grow and flourish as his people. But you see, that's not enough on its own. As we choose to embed ourselves in God's word, in his living and active word, we need his powerful spirit to reveal more of him, to teach us about him, to convict us of our need of him and help us to grow and reach others for him. And just as Adrian needed his book on growing veg and he needed to water his plants, so we need to immerse ourselves in the Bible, in God's word, and allow his spirit to regularly douse us and enable us to grow and flourish. We're not gonna mature without both word and spirit. This morning, Tim is going to begin a series of talks which begin to look at our values of as a church, beginning with the centrality of keeping God's word and the life of the Spirit as central together in all we are and all we do as a family. Let's pray this morning that as we worship and open God's word together, we grow in maturity as his Spirit-filled children. Let's pray together. Jesus said to his disciples in John's Gospel, the words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and of life. Father God, we thank you that your word and the words of Jesus himself are life-giving and full of your Spirit. As we meet with you this morning, please grow us in maturity, that we might become more like your Son and know the life that you offer as we grow up in our salvation and serve you wholeheartedly in the days and weeks to come. Amen. Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Acts 2, 17 and 18. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. 
Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirits in those days and they will prophesy. Well, good morning. I've been part of maybe up to 18 different churches during my life. Some were tiny, some were massive, some were rural, some were in the city. None of them were perfect. But all had Jesus Christ right at the centre of them. And they took the life of the Spirit very seriously. The churches looked different. They maybe emphasised slightly different things. But they had the same heart. St Swithin's as a Simeon's Trust Church comes from that same heritage, carrying and sharing the good news of Jesus at its centre and its heart. Over this summer, we're looking at our vision and our values. Our values are incredibly important as they reflect the culture, they reflect the kind of church we want to create. They reflect our theological and spiritual convictions that we live by, that we want to grow into, that we want others to experience. Our values are going to be pairs, both ends, reflecting the fact that from beginning to end, the Bible is a both and book, reflecting the both and nature of God's kingdom. Christians are called to live out of the tension of seemingly contrasting values. We worship a God of creation, but also of covenant, a God who cares for all, but also has a special relationship for his own people. We're called to love both God and other people, both at the same time. We're called to justice, but also mercy at the same time. Contrasting values, but both are important. So we begin today by looking at this first pair, that we're a church of word and spirit. Evangelicals are Christ and cross-centred people, focusing on the centrality of God's word, the Bible, as our ultimate authority for truth, for faith and for our practice. And the Bible tells God's story of God's gift of his son Jesus, the living word. Jesus Christ is a gracious gift for all people so that we can experience his saving grace. Rescued from the wages of sin and death. And through Jesus' death on the cross, God made possible our forgiveness, our redemption and our reconciliation to him once and for all. Theologian Alistair McGrath puts it this way, he says, whatever grasp we have on the knowledge of God, whatever hopes of salvation we may possess, are totally dependent on Jesus Christ as our Saviour and our Lord, the only Son of God, and that his death and resurrection are unique, necessary and sufficient for our salvation. Paul, the Apostle Paul, puts it like this in Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. 
the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This radical conversion experience powers Christians as Christ's ambassador to take the message and the ministry of Jesus and to share the good news of Jesus into the world. And this passion to share this with others is at the heart of what it means to be people of the word. And it's captured by this story from the war. There was a Lutheran pastor uh, called Martin Niemöller. And during the war, Niemöller had a nightmare where he saw Hitler sitting before the judgment seat of God. In the dream, Jesus came and from the seat, put an arm around Hitler. Then with deep pain and with deep sorrow in his voice, said, Adolf, how could you have done these incredibly cruel and evil things? And in Niemöller's dream, Hitler answers the question by saying, nobody ever told me of your love and what you did for me. Niemöller would wake up in a cold sweat that in all the meetings he'd had with Hitler during the war, he couldn't remember once telling Hitler about Jesus' love for him. Pentecost shows us that there's no Christian experience at all with the life and the work of the Holy Spirit. The Bible paints a picture of the Christian life where God is present, where God is active, where God is vibrant, God is powerful. There's an abundance of life in God. And that abundance of life flows into us and through us, bringing change and transformation where we see the sick are healed, the poor are cared for, and our society changes as Christians bring the good news of Jesus. But we also see the reality and the experience what we see in Scripture. That God's love is poured out into our hearts. I think many people when they're asked, particularly in the UK, of what they think of the church and what they think of Christianity, they see Christianity as basically trivial, as dead, as tired. How tragic. Even the church can lose its way. And the great evangelist Billy Graham said this. He said, everywhere I go, I find that God's people lack something. That actually when they're honest, they're hungry for something. Their Christian experience is not all they hoped for. And their experience is prolonged, a prolonged and recurring defeat. The Christians are actually hungry for spiritual fulfilment. He said the most desperate need of the nation today is that people who profess Jesus be filled with the Holy Spirit. People come alive when we experience God's power and God's presence. Individuals and churches come alive as the Holy Spirit gets to work amongst us, whether it's for mission or it's at personal holiness. And the book of Acts records and shows us how at Pentecost, God's promised spirit being poured out upon those first disciples as God has continued to pour his spirit out. This is what we read later on in Acts 2 after Pentecost in verse 17 and 18. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. 
Your old men will dream dreams, even on my servants, both men and women. I will pour out my spirit in these days and they will prophesy. God gifts us his wonderful, life-giving spirit, producing fruit in us, releasing his gifts for mission and for service. And in these verses, we see how God pours his spirit down on all people. There's no difference in gender. There's no racism in the kingdom of God. There's no age difference, no ageism, no classism. As the spirit comes to work, he breaks down the barriers between all people and welcomes and draws them in to the good news of the kingdom of God. The biblical picture we find, and I haven't got time this morning, but is of word and spirit together to talk about this much more. But as we see those things together, the word and spirit together, we see a passion for salvation, for salvation of the lost, with a power to serve God and to see his hand at work amongst all people. Yet as a church, we've often tried to separate them. We're the Bible people, we're the Jesus people, we're the Holy Spirit people. The biblical picture doesn't have them separate. It has them together. God's gift for the church. And when I was growing up, we used to say in our household, I know it's a hackneyed old phrase, but we used to say, all word and no spirit, you dry up. All spirit and no word, you blow up. Word and spirit together, you grow up. So I imagine this morning that your longing is for St Swithin's to be a place of joy where we experience God's love, where the sick uh, find healing and restoration, where we hear the voice of God for ourselves and we find purpose and meaning for our lives and God calls us to serve and to serve him with joy, where the Spirit empowers us to reach out with courage to a world in mission and evangelism where we bring justice but show mercy to all, where word and spirit are together, we'll see lives and, and cities transformed because we're being transformed into his likeness. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we want to thank you this morning for your power. We thank you that you continue to reveal more of Jesus to us this morning. Would you continue your work amongst us as your church, being a people of both living word and living spirit? Thank you that you are faithful to us. In Jesus' name. Amen.